This is WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with global soul. Coming up next, Art on the Air, with your host, Rob Hessler. completely honest and truthful and sit down and have more conversations. I'm not completely about like constantly meeting and talking about stuff. I'm about like, let's have one meeting, let's do something. But that starts with stopping and truthfully looking at where we're all at right now and where the world is right now and what's really going on. And I feel like we keep getting to a point where things are getting swept under the rug. Like I feel like we should be able to all throw our issues what's going on in the world in a pot. We pick them out one by one, and we sit here together as a collective and figure out the best way for everybody to resolve that until we get down to the bottom of that list. But until we keep having where I might say, I'll just use my, my picture, I might say Black Lives Matter. And then somebody comes and say, oh, all lives matter. And then that takes away from the main issue. And now we're back and forth. We're in an emotional about what's going on, and nothing's getting resolved. I feel like it's a topic brought up, and then we just talk about how we feel about it instead of talking about how we can create change and resolution around it. Welcome to Art on the Air with your host, Rob Hessler. This is an hour-long interview show dedicated to the visual arts. Each week we feature guests in conversation about their theory, practice, and current projects, as well as the state of the visual arts. On this week's episode, we've got Philip Davis in the studio. He is an artist, poet, and art advocate. Plus, we've got a special guest co-host with us, Xavier Hutchins, most recently featured as one of the artists in the Starland Mural Project. We've also got a field note interview with Peter Roberts. We stopped by Kobo Gallery to see works in his Pundred series, to talk about his upcoming exhibition at Blackbird Gallery in New York City and about the four-year anniversary exhibition at Location Gallery. So let's get started with another episode of Art on the Air. Here's your host, Rob Hessler. And this is Rob Hessler. It is Wednesday at 3 o'clock if you're listening to the live show. Thank you for tuning in to WRUU today and another Art on the Air. And I've got a great show lined up for you today. As I mentioned, I have two, well, I have a guest and a co-host. Philip Davis is here today. Welcome, Philip. So happy to have you. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Very excited. I first got a chance to, well, actually... I'll get into this in a second. Let me introduce Xavier Hutchins, my special guest co-host this week. Hello, everyone. How y'all doing? Most of you out there have probably heard Xavier on this show before. We had him in the studio most recently to talk about The Hustle, 
with Michael Mahaffey and Tamara Garvey. I don't know, it was maybe six months or so ago, uh, and but we've been actually, you know what? Even more recently than that, we did interview you about your Starland Mural project project before it even went up. That was when the fundraising was just happening. This is true, and that turned out great. In fact, you can go over and see that over on Bull Street there. Um, well, it's actually on Forty First Street, but it's at the corner of Forty First and Bull. You can see Xavier's piece, the crab bucket. It turned out great, man. Oh, yeah. I love it. I, I try to make sure I do a detour if I'm in the area just so I could look at it every I, chance I get. So I talked about it last week when I had Erin Wessling on the show. And you can actually find her interview at DoSavannah.com. I was, I was mentioning how now, ever since that project has gone up, and I always like driving down Bull Street, but every time I come downtown, I just drive down Bull Street because I just want to drive by the Starland Mural Project because it's just so beautiful. Same here, same here. I mean, it looks so good. And I wanted to mention, so I, as I was saying before I introduced Xavier, I, I got Philip Davis here, and my first kind of introduction to Philip was last year, myself, along with a couple of other art advocates, we were working on this arts and culture candidate questionnaire for the people who are running for office and one of the people I was working with Christopher Monroe mentioned getting Philip to sign on with the Indigos and I didn't really know I wasn't really aware of what you were doing well that led down a rabbit hole because <laughs> you're involved in like a hundred things <laughs> and Philip was nice enough to sign on and support that endeavor and we did get answers from 17 of the 19 candidates uh, and including eight of the nine sitting council people now. So so we know where they stand on the arts. And when that time comes to ask for things, we can go to them. Yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> remind them what they had to say. But let me. But to expand on that more, I did mention the Indigos, but let me, let me read this entire bio here by Philip Davis. And I mentioned, too, I, I did post this up on the Art on the Air uh, Facebook page that you can read along and we've post, post up a couple of images of Philip's work but let me read this here born and raised in Savannah Georgia Philip Davis is the executive director of the Indigos Inc a nonprofit organization comprised of artists of all crafts and backgrounds through the Indigos Philip and a number of the members host various creative and expressions and community-based events for youths and adults Davis is a published author and poet debuting his first book in 2016 a collection of poems titled to the Soul, Sincerely Love, and has also published and released his second book titled Gem, Glow, Evolve, Manifest. Davis is the host of a local poetry open mic event called Creatively Crafted, where he dares his peers, locals, and tourists to express themselves creatively and encourages them to dig deeper into their passions and what they love. Additionally, Davis works as a teaching artist for the Deep Center and a residential manager for Park Place Outreach. Davis believes support is fundamental, which led him to create Creative Savannah, an online directory that creates access to artists, creatives, entrepreneurs, and small businesses here in Savannah. Live you, love you, be you is his mantra, and he will continue to spread love, hope, creativity, and awareness to those he can reach out through his poetry, nonprofits, and events here in the city and surrounding areas. So... Whoa. <laughs> Allow that to be my formal welcome, Philip Davis, to Art on the Air today. Thank you. Thank you. So that's quite a bio. And I, you know, I like I mentioned that the uh, kind of going down a rabbit hole because the Indigos is uh, and we didn't even talk about Phil Beach and your musical projects that you've got going on, too, mm -hmm. which we'll, we'll talk maybe a little <laughs> bit about later. But, 
You've got a lot going on here, which is why I wanted to have you in here. Now, I was exposed, of course, to your work, your artwork most recently at the Freedom Now exhibition over at the Cultural Arts Center. And we played a small clip from the Freedom Now discussion circle at the very beginning of this episode. But I got to ask, well, first and foremost, do you sleep? <laughs> Barely. <laughs> yeah, from the sounds of it, it seems like you don't, right? I mean, I'm tired from reading all of that, and so you must be tired from doing all this stuff. But really, let's take a step back. Like, you don't just overnight do all these things and have all these these projects, nonprofits, poetry, music, art, all these things. So, what makes you tick? Like, did, when did you kind of find arts and creative expression in your life? It sprinkled itself in my early years, and I use this. Uh, I use this specific uh, scene from the movie Limitless. I don't mm, know if you've seen mm-hmm. that. And it's this part where he jumps off the cliff and into the water. And prior to that, he's kind of just taking the the little Limitless pill, kind of just seeing where it goes and you know what comes about. But when he jumps off that cliff and then he comes up from the water, he's like, you know, I know what I have to do. You know, I know the plan. I just got to make it happen. And then for me, that happened probably about five, six years ago when I returned from uh, Shreveport, Louisiana, Mm. back to Savannah. It was like, I know what I need to do. I know what I want to do. I just got to connect and go. And uh, even prior to that, uh, one of my mentors, brother, business partner, uh, DJ Carlito, he uh, linked up with me as soon as I got back. And that's when we started my first open mic. And everything kind of just got the ball rolling from there my first open mic is what led me to meet xavier after that the indigo started to form after that i started like organizing my poetry that i had written while i was in louisiana Mm. and continued to write so everything kind of just snowballed and meshed so well that i just just kept going well like where did you learn like you know, decide, I'm going to start putting words down on paper. I'm going to start using music. I'm going to start, you know, using the visual arts to express myself. Like, where did that, where did that come from? Because you're doing all these things. You don't just, I mean, well, maybe you're just, just picking up on your own, but I'm curious, like, where did that all come from? My environment, I guess. Uh, I, I always credit my mom for, uh, getting me hooked on phonics when I was younger. (laughs) (laughs) And she likes to say, you know, I'm so glad I got you hooked on phonics. That's what makes you so smart. I'm like, thank you. What happened to that? But uh, I would say that in my (laughs) mind. I I feel like I I somehow was placed around, you know, creative individuals. Um, I attended Savannah Arts Academy for visual arts. uh, And then from there, I mean, it just, I just, I don't know. It just organically happened. And so the words came about, when I was like, uh, this had to be, I was going through a rough time and I just one day decided to just write out all my thoughts. And I shared that with a friend um, and she had a group called You Damn Right. That's okay. Yeah, okay. that's okay. And so uh, <laughs> I joined that group and that group kind of challenged us to write as much as we could. There were different topics. We had a, a, a You Damn Right Wednesday and I would constantly just, that was just my like train. I hopped on and I just, rode that train i enjoy writing i mean I, I i found myself expressing myself a little bit more i could talk about how i was feeling but not necessarily invite people completely into my life but i could get some of that stress and burdens or joy and happiness off of my shoulders so mm-hmm. i just love to connect words i don't know i feel like i'm a very wordy person i'm very careful with my words well you know that's cool the way you describe that experience too is really cool because now you're working 
you work at with Deep Center, and that's like pretty much their philosophy with writing. It's like just get the words out on paper and like finding the way to get to your inner self and express yourself in that yeah. way. But you coming back to Savannah, I have to ask, and I know Xavier knows this as well. Savannah's not an easy market. Like it's not an easy market to succeed as a creative, an arts person. People don't want to pay for anything. <laughs> you know that. True. Nobody <laughs> wants to pay for anything. There this isn't is like true. I mean, Xavier, you just did the Starland Mural Project, but that's very rare that there's like a paid gig to do something like that. Most of the time people are like, here's exposure or we'll give you yeah. this you can do this thing for us for free. We'd be happy to have it. It's very rare. So like you know, coming back here, what made you say, you know what, I can do this and like I can make a career, I can make a life around doing creative work here in Savannah? As hard as it is, and and I'm that I, I, this might be a random statement, but people always ask me, like, do you see yourself leaving Savannah? You know, da 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 da. And it's like, I feel like for I'm just this overwhelming feeling that I'm supposed to be in Savannah. And even if it isn't easy for us now and it's hard, um, I want to help create that path to where it gets easier for artists in the future or creatives to be able to, you know, just follow our path and show Savannah and, you know, the rest of surrounding areas that, hey, there are creatives here. There's an art market. You know, we have a lot of amazing artists, whether it's visual, poetry, you know, singing, rapping, musician. Uh, it's just there is a, a pocket for it here in Savannah. I don't want to mention SCAD too much, but I feel like especially with SCAD being here, people automatically look at us as an arts town right yeah. so it's like but i feel like there's a divide honestly there is the touristry the touristry i'm making up words here <laughs> i mean you're a poet you're allowed to <laughs> art section but then there's like the real locals that live in savannah right that really do this that you know are disconnected with the rest of savannah i guess because maybe we're not on that level south yet. of the park yeah right. i always <laughs> say savannah has a lot of potential man a lot it's just of potential. Every, everything is for the city to be so small it just seemed like everything is so spread out in a sense mm -hmm. and i feel like if we had enough networking and, and camaraderie i feel like we can all come up at the same time I totally agree. Right. Yeah, and one of the things, too, that's great about Savannah in, in this sense is that it's not pre-established. Like, we can decide what, what? Savannah is yeah. as an art scene. Whereas, like, if you go to a place like, and I, I moved here from Los Angeles, and you become Los Angeles. Los An you, don't, you don't make Los Angeles. <laughs> you become Los Angeles. You know, it doesn't, it changes you. You don't really change Los Angeles. Same thing like a city like New York or Chicago. But Savannah is... It's like untapped potential, you know. There's this like it true. feels like we can do something, right? So much. So, and I, I mean, I and my goal because I would love to like connect businesses with artists. Like, we could literally, as local businesses and local artists, like grow Savannah to this destination that's already apparently like number one, you know, on on a tourist chart. But there are like local artists that are like getting dropped off that nobody knows about or mentions or mm -hmm. you have to find the, the underground, you know, poetry spots or places to go. And it's like almost a, a secret society that we don't want to be a secret. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For those of you just joining us, you're listening to Art on the Air on WRUULP Savannah, Georgia. 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings Community Radio with Global Soul. I am your host, Rob Hessler, and I've got a special guest co-host this week. Xavier Hutchins is here with me, and our in-studio guest is Philip Davis. And, you know, it's funny that you mentioned, like, these underground things. So, you know, as a – I'm an artist first and foremost, but I do the radio show, and I write for Do Savannah now, so people – I get – 
you know, artists reach out to me all the time. And an artist sent me an email today talking about doing an exhibition at, you know, that place Mood Rights. It's like a, it's got like a little bowling alley. It's like, see, this is the thing. You don't, you're looking at, you guys are looking at me like I'm crazy. There is a, there's a bar and mini bowling alley called Mood Rights. That's like, it's never, it's north of Victory. I think it's on like Abercorn. Yeah, it's on. I think it's on Abercorn, just north of Victory. There used to be like a music uh, instrument store. Anyway, point is, some random person that I've never heard of before, who knew somebody that I knew, sent me uh, information about a show happening at a place that I've never been to, <laughs> that I didn't under even knew, know had art. That's how underground it is. It's like you're talking about this very like and and. The, I saw the promo images. They're good. Right. You know what I mean? It's not like it's just some rando who's, like, bad at art, like, yeah. that wants me to cover their show. This is right. somebody that can actually make art. Yeah. And there's a lot of that. So I want to talk. Uh, so, you know, we could spend all day really talking about your background and everything that you got going on. But I think what I really wanted to bring you in for today is so we could talk about some of the issues. Because you talked about in that little snippet that I played at the beginning and at Freedom Now, the Freedom Now exhibition, about having the important conversations, sitting down and having the important conversations. And I think with your art, you do that. You try to open up conversation. Now, mm-hmm. and and I didn't play all this, but... You know, some people might get a little triggered by some of the stuff that you that you uh, you know you sh- depict in your artwork, but it's not meant for that. You're a positive guy. Like I see, <laughs> like in reading about you, you're you're just trying to get a dialogue going. You're trying to have conversations, and so how do you approach that? Like making artwork, which you know is gonna evoke a visceral reaction in the viewer, but then also realizing like we gotta make art like that in the times that we live in. Yeah. Um. One, I think I just do it and go in with a positive attitude and hope that, you know, the people that don't want to be made uncomfortable come out of that, I guess, comfortable lifestyle that they might have. Um, it's a it's, it's yeah, I can't ever just tiptoe around the issue. If it's in me, I feel like I have to say it. I have to speak it. Um, I don't have I don't make the laws of the world or the rule, but I feel like as humans, we all have moral laws and universal laws that we should live by. And it's like we can obviously see that society is not living by, you know, some of these should be basic laws, you Mm -hmm. know, just being a, a human being. And so, I mean, I definitely want my art to to speak to that and again, create that conversation and. And I think that art exhibit was a, a, a well, art itself is a great way to open that up, you know, put the art out there, let people see it, let them form their thoughts. Hopefully they aren't triggered. And then we sit down and talk about what's going on. Hopefully we don't dive too much into feelings because that's where it kind of gets left, right and it goes derailed. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean, just just being able to sit down and say, hey, these are the things, you know, in my culture I'm experiencing. Do you see these things? And hopefully that person can be honest and take themselves out of their shoes and look at it from a different perspective and say, hey, you know what? I do realize these things are going on. How can I, as a, you know, a just human being, allow these things to happen? Right, right. Be comfortable. Yeah. And I thought what was great about that. And I'll kind of describe for those of you who are listening who weren't at that discussion circle essentially what it was is there was an the exhibition freedom now took place at the new cultural arts center gallery and the artwork was all around the walls and there were sculptures as well uh, obviously philip had works in the show but also xavier had had works as well 
Um, a number of other local artists that are pretty well known had works in the show. And the exhibition was up for its normal month. It had its normal reception, all that stuff, all the normal art stuff. Mm-hmm. But in addition, it had a special event where there was a circle of chairs, a very large circle of chairs. <laughs> a lot of people showed up, which was, I mean, I was thinking it was more than 30 people showed yeah, up mm-hmm. to that. And it was, it started off as the artists talking about their works and just kind of given an idea about their works. But what it ended up transitioning into was a conversation about sort of the nature of what does freedom now mean? And it was in conjunction with Jubilee day, the, the freeing of the slaves here and the entire, all of the work that Pat Gunn does, Mm -hmm. who's, you know, one of my heroes here in Savannah. Mm -hmm. And, um, and the the crowd was very diverse, young, old, lots of different people. And the conversation was, I mean, I love the art on the walls, but that conversation, conversation was, was real. Conversation was art itself, honestly. I know, I know. <laughs> and so, like, I guess I would add that I'm bringing that up and I'm kind of describing it to people is because, like, and the reason why I wanted to have you on is because I want that conversation to happen not in a room of people who already kind of agree on those topics, but, like, out in the world. Because when we're having a conversation one-on-one with people or in a small group, People are very respectful, yeah. Right. But when you're on social media and stuff, people get you ruthless. know what I mean, and they <laughs> yes, and but you never treat people don't treat each other that way in real life. So like, how do we do that? How do we bring the conversation? I mean, we're on the radio right now. Yeah. There's probably people that disagree with us who are yeah. listening right now. Mm-hmm. So how do we have the dialogue? How do we have the conversation? Um, one, I mentioned this at the the exhibition. So. Like we did, we meet up like mind individuals meet up. We talk about like, hey, this, that and the third. But then we have to take that back to our own communities and bring them to the conversation. So, I mean, whether that be an an art show or a poetry open mic event centered around certain topics where we have that you know, artistic component, but we also, you know, have that discussion, maybe have a survey, follow up events and just continue to. Matter of fact, I'll snippet of a not a snippet, but a a, a a a a layout format I would do. I would have an event like we did, the art show, a poetry open mic, show the amazing art, talk about it, you know, take names, emails, survey of what's going on in your community. We then have a follow up event where we talk about how we can create, you know, create these changes. Follow up event where we invite, you know, city council or commissioners to come to it. So we have to continuously be consistent about the conversation and the change we want you know we can talk about what's going on all day but if we're not setting things in place and then going to the people that can make the changes nothing will happen but it will definitely most start with us going into our own communities you know rallying our people together and say hey we're trying to create change you might not think like me i might not think like you but let's get together and get on the same page where we can all you know benefit and and come together and unite so (laughs) there's a guy who lives on my street and we have very different opinions (laughs) let's just say okay and so um and that's not to call him out for his opinions but you know we we have very different political opinions and Mm -hmm. i mean if we were we basically would be as opposite as you can possibly imagine i think you probably get a sense of where i stand on the political spectrum yeah but we get along great we're in our normal interactions you know, the guy is very nice. He mows my he know he mows our lane. So gotcha. like he gets on his mower truck, you know, his uh in his riding lawnmower, gotcha. he mows lane. <laughs> and then this at one point somebody hit my um 
they hit my car and ran and drove away. Mm. And this guy took a took a piece of wood and threw it in the street and tried to s- stop, stop the car. Wow. And, <laughs> and and point is, is like on a human level, we're fine, we're yeah. good. You know what I mean? But I bet you that's. But how do you? start the conversation with someone you know what i mean like that's the thing and i will be honest if somebody walked up to me and i don't want to get too political but if somebody come up came up to me and started talk i would get defensive as well if somebody came up and was espousing all of the great things about let's say our current president like i wouldn't be i would get defensive too so like i'm admitting that that weakness in myself gotcha you know, because I'm like, well, how could you possibly think that's okay? Yeah. You know, how could a border wall be okay? Yeah. How could locking up kids at the border be okay? You know what I mean? Like, there's things, and 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 it's hard for me to get past that. So, like, maybe how do we get past that? We're asking people to, to move to beyond that, that but we how do we? We got to do it too. So, like, how do we? How? Do, that's hard. That's um, really hard. This is this yeah. is tough stuff. I it mean, takes a lot of opening up. Yes, I feel it does. Like because even with myself like we have friends black even black friends who yeah. support you know our president the president we have right now and when they come out and they spew all the quote unquote positives that he has you know it you know it it do takes a lot of coming out of that like oh I don't you know that's not my president you yeah. know but mm-hmm. you know so I think it, like you said, it, I think it takes a lot of uh, opening up on both sides. Um, yeah. We have to realize we're human. I mean, and, you know, I think we also put, we automatically, like, separate ourselves faster than uh, we like to unite due to the separation. So you could walk in a room and you could say, hey, I'm for this president. Hey, I'm not for this president. And that'll immediately split the room in half. But I guarantee you, we all connect on multiple levels and many facets on different levels. So it's like, you know, I don't hate you for who you voted for, but it's like on some level, we are affected by the same things. Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's see what we do connect and then we can talk about our differences later. Right, like, I mean, for example, like, you know, you just think about it in the city of Savannah. Like, we all drive broken roads. We all have missing sidewalks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's something that we all can agree. I mean, we all agree on that. That's not, that doesn't, that transcends all boundaries. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, like, on a local level, I think that it is very sort of possible to have those kind of conversations, you know. But I think, you know, it's also, you know, we're we're still kind of dealing with the challenges of, you know, judging people on race or gender as yeah. well, too. So there's like another layer yeah, yeah. that's obviously on top of that that makes it so that it's not even you're not even even before you get to the politics. Yeah. You know, I mean, you walk in here and you you've got, um, you know, tattoos and you've got a certain look and and a style about yourself. And there are certain people who are going to judge you just because of that. Yeah. You know Parents. what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't have anything to do with And you could be you could be, you know, pro Trump and you could be like, you know, they would never know because they would never know. <laughs> Although right? I'm not, I want to put that out there. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm one. I would say we need to take the the focus off of the higher up because I mean we can argue about you know who's a president all day, but technically, I mean that when it eventually trickles down, I don't think that it matters. But not as much as us coming together 
on a local, local level. level. Absolutely. You know, I mean. And we, we can't change the president now, but we can change our community now. Yes, we can. I mean, we can be <laughs> extremely aggressive and active about literally what's going on here in Savannah versus saying, oh, you know, I don't like this person. I don't like that person. That's your president, not my president. And now nothing literally here in Savannah is getting done. Right. And, and you can. And I mean, I promise you here, you know, to our listeners right now, you could call up Van Johnson and you can talk to him mm. like you don't have. He's our mayor. Yeah. You can talk to him. You can talk to your local, your local alderman. I promise you that I've talked to all these people. You yeah. can talk to them. It's not like. But you can't call the president and be no. like, I got an issue. Yeah. I got to deal with Let's fix it. <laughs> I mean, because he's going to be who he is. So, I mean, that's that's. <laughs> All right. Well, look, I want to talk about how we use art to talk about these issues. But we are just about at our mid-show break. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the mid-show break, okay. play a couple of quick messages. On the, on the other side of this, we're going to start the next part of our conversation with one of Philip's poems. I can't wait to hear it. I don't even know what he's chosen yet. He just mm -hmm. said he had the perfect poem. Perfect poem. So there's a uh, mm -hmm. lot of pressure there, man. I it think I have a good idea of what it is. Yeah, I did it Ooh. for the uh, Jubilee, the last, the, my the first. first annual. Yeah. What All right, so why don't you give us the title of the poem so and then we'll go to break. The title of the poem I'll be doing is called UPS. UPS. We'll be right back with more Philip Davis. WRUU 107.5 FM is a new and different listener-supported and all-volunteer community radio station for Savannah. Our diverse broadcast and web programming is supported by generous listeners who value our passion and our spunk. We're independent of other media and receive no government or large corporate support. People like you are the largest and most important source of our funding, so go to WRUU.org to find out how you can make a one-time or monthly contribution. Thank you. Welcome back into the studio. You're listening to Art on the Air on WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Sound and Community Radio with Global Soul. I want to give you all a heads up about next week's episode on March 4th. I'm going to have a couple members of the Savannah Art Association in the studio to talk about their on-view residency at Sulphur Studios, plus the exhibition in conjunction with their 100-year anniversary that is going on at the Jepson Center. And today mm. I emailed them with the opportunity. I just said, just bring as many of your members in as you want to, and we'll just kind of go through it. It'll be a lot of fun. So that'll be next week's episode. If the live show, of course, is every Wednesday from 3 to 4 p.m. here on WRUU. But let's get back to my in-studio guest this week. I've got co-host Xavier Hutchins, and Philip Davis is my in-studio guest, and he is going to start with a poem for us. Again, this poem is titled UPS. Male, family, packaged, inventory, shipped, tracking number, shipment, shipment. Death. Ship meant last free breath. And still we became freight. Remove letter. Instilling a sense of fright. 
remove letter. Yet and still we fight for next day air or just to make it overnight. Labeled, then stacked and stacked and stacked and stacked. Out for delivery. Expected to believe that your savior would deliver me. Instead, shipment arrived. Ship meant deprived. Ship meant genocide. Weighed and then measured. Processed and then stamped. Payment please in the form of cotton, money order, or CODs for the man, for the woman, for the child. All so fragile, yet handled without a care. Erased, barcodes no longer there. Misplaced, GPS no longer clear. Order, history, gone. Rescan. All of our history gone. We can return to sender, except there is no home. No address is provided. So many lost. So many divided. Only broken pieces. No gift receipt requested. So our freedom steadily decreases. Placed at a foreign doorstep. Shipment acquired. Last name, please. It seems master's signature is required. Thank you. Oh. That oh, was yeah. that was powerful, man. I feel emotional right now. Thank you. Wow. Well, uh, gosh, I don't know how to follow that up in an interview <laughs> here. Uh, I mean, I feel like very emotional. I hope everybody enjoyed that. That was a that was quite a performance there, Philip. So, um, I mean, obviously, you're, you're, that makes a lot of sense that you would have done that with Jubilee Day. And that was at the, the old um, slave auction block area. Is yes. that where that, that took place, I'm assuming, down mm. on the waterfront there? What, was it, what is it called? The Koleski Bends mm. over there by uh, City Hall. Yeah, we had um, when we had Pat Gunn on, she talked a little bit about that. You know, that's part of her tour. Mm-hmm. You know, she goes down there and... and um, and uh, and discusses all of that and everything. Um, wow, that's really powerful. And so we were talking a little bit. You know, we were talking about how right before we went to break about how you know we're getting people together who have different political beliefs and different ideals and how you kind of work through that. And I mentioned how there, but there are still people who judge people by the color color of their skin or their gender or whatever. And you know that hits on the past, but it's also very present yeah so how did that all come about how that how that poem that work come about my i don't it, it was just organic i don't know I, I i sat down and it came to me and i will say that style is not my usual style i i think i saw a piece i was in a, a deep meeting and they at the end of the meeting they showed us a a, a poem by a young lady and she kind of delivered in that same style and it resonated with me 
And once I saw that, it like clicked. I was like, I know exactly how I'm going to do this. And then the theme UPS kind of just came. And mm. after that, I mean, it just, it flowed out. Yeah, that's sometimes how I come to you, man. Just, you know, depending on like your experiences, what you uh, come across on a day to day, it just kind of, that's kind of what happens with me and, and my visual uh, perspective of art is just sometimes I have my days where, you know, I, I, I got nothing. Yeah. But, you know, through a conversation or Something through just click. Cause I you know, know, a uh, song or whatnot. Pat Gunn took us down. She took us on a tour prior to the uh, the Jubilee Celebration Day mm-hmm. last year. And, you know, she showed us the bins and, you know, all the symbols, the African symbols that are downtown that I would have never known about. You know, standing outside of the Savannah Cotton, you know, the older building that sits on Broad, not Broad, Bay Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, learning about Jefferson, uh, Jefferson Square and how that's where they took the, the, the slaves to to sell them. So it was like, wow. I mean, technically, <laughs> they were literally delivering packages of human mm-hmm. beings. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, it it clicked for me at that point. Well, and, you know, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that one of sort of Pat's life goals is to get markers yes. around the city that talk about some of those, you know, locations that you mentioned that are around the city. And it's a big thing. And so, you know, there is that is going to come around here. It's going to that that is going to come up. And I hope that our community can support that Definitely. because it's obviously really important. It is. And it's not about and this is one of the things that I, I say a lot. It's not about like making people like I'm a white guy here. It's not about making me feel ashamed. This is about coming to grips with our past. Yeah. You know, there's no reason like I don't feel ashamed by hearing that poem. I'm like feel impacted and like how powerful that is for you and your experience and it's like we need to embrace that we need to embrace like all of our cultural history you know it's not and it's something that it makes us all better for it not it doesn't diminish us it makes us better i think when people and what what kills me is i think that people think because you know we want to talk about that experience is like we're blaming and it's like we're not blaming but we want to like share how that experience is impacting us right now and it's like hey help <laughs> um i think rihanna was on the 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 war shows recently she was like hey if you got you know we got friends of all races colors this that and the third you know if something is going with going on with me tell those friends to like pull up like we need help because i mean if it was the other way around i feel like you know we 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 help each other so it's like okay i see my friend i'm good right now but my friend isn't good let me go help my friend regardless Mm -hmm. of you know what the race is it might not be a racial issue it could be i don't know but any issue like Mm -hmm. if i'm okay and i'm in a position to where i can help somebody then that's just the right thing to do i can't just sit back and watch somebody comfortably suffer i'm comfortable and i'm just watching somebody suffer it doesn't take that much either. You know, it's it's so, you know, it's easy to turn. It's so much easier just to turn a blind eye to it. You know, just like, let me just ignore that. Yeah. Because it, it does make us uncomfortable because we have to face to a certain extent the deficiencies of the society that we live in. So, like, that's uncomfortable. Nobody wants to believe that the system that makes their life so good is. could negatively impact someone else's life like mm-hmm. we don't want to we don't want to i mean do you want to feel that way no we would prefer to live in a system where we thrive and we don't have to feel bad about that you'd yeah. rather not feel bad but the reality is is it feels good to help people too 
it just feels good to be a responsible member of the community. Yeah. To be putting, you know, reaching out a hand. You know, I like, and I'll admit, I'll be the first to admit, I resist it too. Like, I'll have something I'm supposed to go do. Yeah. That's supposed to be like helping the world around me. Yeah. Like, here's a good example litter cleanups. I've done a bunch of litter cleanups, <laughs> right? And I'm always like, I don't want to go. Saturday morning. Yeah. I don't want to go do a litter cleanup, mm. right? And I go do a litter cleanup, and I have a great time. Right. And you would never think you would that a, a litter time. cleanup could be a good time, but I go out with other members of my community, mm-hmm. and everybody is together, and you feel empowered. You got, like, a big bag of trash, and then your neighborhood looks better. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. like, and so I think a lot of times if we can just get past that initial feeling of, like, resistance, yeah. take one step over that line, then it can make the world a much better place, easy. And that's what it's going to take. Because, I mean, I, I think that our major question, even from the, the, you know, the event, and I think the one that you, you know, are asking is that how can we get people that don't think like us in the same room? Mm-hmm. And I think people are, you know, one, I don't even think it's they don't want to go in a place that, that, that they just want to stay comfortable. People like to be comfortable. And I'm not blaming any human for wanting to be comfortable. But, like, Step outside of that, you know, that comfort zone. Let's sit down and talk. I don't really think it'll be as hard as people are making it seem or either, you know, they just want to stick with their beliefs. But it's like if your beliefs are impacting somebody or harming somebody or, you know, depriving somebody, it's like you need to rethink those beliefs. But again, I do feel like we need to all come together, regardless of whether we disagree or not, because I'll use us for an example. Say I was just this diehard, you know, Black Lives Matter. Yes, but I'm not about to sit here and be like, I'm not going to come talk to Rob because he's not black. No, I'm going to come talk to Rob, although we have the same, you know, like minded, I believe, Mm -hmm. beliefs. Just because we are different races don't mean I'm not going to come sit down in a room. And I feel like, you know, in the black community, there's that. That's like, oh, I'm not going to go talk to the white man for what? Or, you know, in the white community, they could be, you know, I'm not going to talk, go talk to a black person for what? It's like, no, let's sit down and talk together. Mm-hmm. Because, again, I guarantee you we relate on more levels than we, you know, don't relate. Yeah. And I would say this, too, like with that discussion circle, I didn't feel bad when I left that discussion circle. I felt empowered. Mm. I felt good. I felt unified. I felt a part of the community. I didn't feel bad. I mean, then that's the thing is I think that like a lot of the time is it's like it's kind of in our head. You know, it's really is in yeah. our head a lot. Now, there are plenty of well, I won't use the word because it's not allowed. According <laughs> to that list on there, there are people who are like that. But I also think the vast majority of the folks that we run into on a daily basis are not. You know what I mean? Like we can have a normal conversation. It doesn't have to be like where there's some sort of negativity surrounding it or there's some sort of you know that you're going to come away feeling like bad or made to feel ashamed or whatever you know people just want to have people want the world to be about almost everybody i know would prefer the world to be a better place in the future than it is now yes most people feel like they want the world to be better now they have different ways that they think it should be right but the core value is we want the world to be a better better place for everybody yes not just for a few well maybe you know nobody i know wants (laughs) it just for the few because i don't know any billionaires or anything like that but you know for the most part so if you're just joining us you're listening to art on the air on wruulp savannah georgia 107.5 fm wruu.org we are savannah sound is community radio with global soul i am your host rob hessler with my special guest co-host xavier hutchins and our in-studio guest, Philip Davis. We've got a transition into our final segment of the day. 
And it's going to be a pretty dramatic transition from that deep discussion there to something a little bit more lighthearted. And now it's time for three big questions with your host, Rob Hessler. Like I said, a pretty dynamic change of, of uh, flavor there for that. <laughs> now, three big questions, of course, are generally a little bit more fun. And, you know, no offense to you, Xavier. You're my guest co-host, so normally I might let you go first. Mm-hmm. But my wife submitted a question, so she goes first. And that's always going to be the way it <laughs> is. Taken. You, you know None Gretchen. You know Gretchen. So, so Gretchen asks, clearly Mr. Davis is a renaissance man. Does he have a preference for one of his many skills? Is there one that will make him stay up? at night more than the others man wow uh, i hope i answered this but i feel like i i i tapped on or touched on how they kind of all connect uh, i want to answer solidly one i'm gonna go with oh man that's hard <laughs> i'm gonna go with poetry I I feel like even in my day-to-day life, I'm very, I try to be intentional about my words. So poetry for me isn't just a hobby. It is like art, <laughs> literally. A passion. It's like a passion. It's ingrained in me. Mm-hmm. Like I want to speak intentionally. I want my words to be received, you know, well, whether the person disagrees or, you know, don't, uh, uh, agrees with me. I, I. I'm passionate about words. I feel like words, you know, can change narratives. You know, a person's words can be silenced. And I feel like that shouldn't be happening. Like words, voice, expression is very powerful. And I feel like that's what I express myself the most. So I'm going to go with poetry and, and writing or music in a sense. I'll combine those. But definitely words. We'll, we'll say poet. That's a great answer and a great response because I, I was very moved by your words at freedom now that's why i asked you to come on the show so you do have a great way with words let's get to question number two and again xavier i'm gonna put you off because (laughs) my mom sent me a question for you philip so my mom is gonna she gets she's gonna be next there's just no way around it in fact if my mom asked two questions you wouldn't even get to ask one Xavier. so (laughs) (laughs) so my mom my mom asked uh this question for phil if you could open a show for any artist who would it be now you do a lot you do music you do poetry you do art so it could be that you're curating an art show or that you're inviting a poet to come to one of your open mic nights or that you're performing as you're in your musical talents and you're opening for that who would it be what what artist would you like local or big my mom just said that it could be local or big I mean, if you wanted to give some love to a local, that wouldn't that wouldn't be bad. Oh man, all my artists that come out to creatively craft it, I, I and actually I do open for them. I I make sure I am the best host that my artists that sign up on the list, and that goes for I'm gonna run down the list real quick. Kiera Renee, C12 Run, uh, GQ Smooth, Zakeen, Zakeen. If we get big and when not if when we get big, I want to <laughs> open for all of these people and there's many more. DJ Carlito, uh, Aspen, Ethan Jeremiah, Tune Out, um, Tune Out. Uh, who else? Well, see, Laundry list, Lola Signature. I would open for all my friends Le that Fay? come support me. Lafay, uh, 
Man, it's it's a laundry list in the phone. Oh, see, now that's what I love. You. That is a great answer, especially from you being so community minded. Look, we've got one minute. Xavier, you're up. Uh, so a lot of our peers know that we share the same birthday. What? March sixteenth. Yes. Which, which is, is crazy. Happy yeah. birthday. <laughs> like same same actual day, you're the same age? Too? Well he's he's I'm, he got two years. Okay, yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, but the same day. Uh which is next month. Next month is also a, uh, I guess, a milestone with him dropping his album. Yeah. So I just want to give him space to just speak on that, on what's coming out. Just, you know, another line of promotion. Uh, Phil Beach um, dropping a very personal passion project that's close to my heart, 333. You can follow me on everything to keep up. I've got a website. It's philbeach.com. Uh, yeah, let's get all that. Facebook.com, the Indigo's. Designs by feel.com, creativesavannah.com. Like you said, Phil Beach at F33L good underscore ink. So it's feel good ink, yes. but the, the, the E's are threes. Yeah. Look, that's all that the time we got. Better. I really got to go. We have I have this field note, and I don't even have enough time to do the community calendar. We're out of time. Guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank Xavier, thanks for co-hosting with me. No problem. Philip Davis, it's been a great pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for coming on the air and keep in touch with us. Will do. Thank you. Guys, we're going to end the show with this field note with Peter Roberts over at Kobo Gallery. Tune in next week for Savannah Art Association. Talk to you then. Rob Hessler here with Art on the Air Field Notes. I'm with Peter Roberts. We're at Kobo Gallery at 33 Bernard Street downtown here off of Ellis Square. We haven't talked to you for a little bit. You've been in Kobo Gallery now for a little while, showing your Pundred series. So talk about this series here for people who maybe haven't stopped by to see it yet. Okay, uh, the Pundred series is an ongoing project of 100 paper cut puns, hence the name Pundred. So, <laughs> <laughs> so talk about a few of them because they're really funny. Well, I just felt, I just felt like, you know, a lot, of t- a lot of people say that puns are the lowest form of humor, but I think not. I think people get them immediately with a, uh, a good visual clue. For instance, um, I'm looking at Jet Set right now, which you know you think of as glamour and champagne and cocktails and caviar on the flying the friendly skies. But my Jet Set is actual toy jets in a, uh, three toy jets in a um, blister card right. that's flattened out. So it's a Jet Set, har har har. <laughs> well, and I'm looking at Bagman, which is just making me laugh so much. Um, key ring. I get that people kind of might think like, oh, puns, you said the lowest form of comedy, Humor, but right. they're actually really clever. Well, thank you. I, I know that a lot of times people think that art should be uh, uh, dark, provocatively dark, but I'd rather do stuff that uh, makes people smile, makes, give, gives them a little laugh. Well, yeah, and so this is a hundred, you know, hundred, mm-hmm. of course, mm-hmm. one hundred mm-hmm. and a hundred puns, and you're what about halfway? Not even quite halfway through. You've got all of the puns lined up, but you're yeah working your way through them. I actually went out and you know figured out the hundred puns, which were called down from a list of almost four hundred. Oh my god! Yeah, I know. You kind of had to step back and go, okay, that was really funny last night, but that was probably the gin speaking. <laughs> so, and also, can you land the joke? You know, can you land it visually so that it connects with the title itself? So there's a big editing process. So sure. I probably have a solid list of three hundred. So hundred might continue 
in later years to 200, 300. Oh, that's great. You know, it might be inevitable, it might not. So it just depends on uh, if, uh, you know, people, people buy them, you know, people buy them, we can keep making them. Well, and they are, of course, for sale here. And there's a lot of, not only your work here, but other artists that a lot of our listeners probably know, Angela Burson, Dana Richardson, and others that are, that are in the space as well. Um, it's a lot of great work, local, all, all local artists. All local. Now, I wanted to talk about something that's not local, though. A lot of our listeners might know your Head Cases series, which you've shown some here in Savannah, you've mm-hmm. had pieces here in Savannah, mm-hmm. but you're getting ready to show that somewhere else. So talk a little about the next iteration of Head Cases. Okay, uh, Head Cases are sort of the uh, original series, the original, original series of mine that I sort of started showing here in Savannah. And Head Cases has sort of spurred things on, including location gallery, but we could talk about that later. Head Cases have, they, they, they tend to travel, meaning that I've done a Head Case show in Florida, one in Oklahoma, and now the next Head Case show is going to New York. Basically, the heads are, people call them sort of character emojis, where there are these faces with things coming out of their heads. It's literally a graphic interpretation of what were they thinking. So it's running the gamut, this time from Lady Gaga to the guy who invented the, the Ampora coffee cup, famous in New York, the New York City subway token. So it's got a heavy, about 60% are of New York and then the other 40% are uh, pop culture. Well, and you brought us a sample, brought me a sample to take mm-hmm. a look at mm-hmm. of Elton John, nine yes. Elton John heads. Yep. Very colorful and fun. Rocket Man. So it's the evolution of uh, his weight and his glasses. And now this is at Blackbird Gallery. Now, I, I don't know how many people are going to be up in New York during its run, but where's Blackbird Gallery located just in case people want to check it's it out? On, uh, it's 219 West 16th Street. So it's on 16th, almost to 7th Avenue. It's down in Chelsea. Or up in Chelsea, I guess. We really say. cool. Well, so you know, we, you know, obviously this is a local radio show, and mm-hmm. we focus Savannah artists. But it's always good to hear when somebody is doing something in Savannah. Somebody from Savannah, one of us, is doing something somewhere else. So that's, I mean, that's really cool. And now, the, the if I'm not mistaken, the curator for Blackbird Gallery, Jess Berghorn, went to SCAD and was here in Savannah. For yes, a while. that's that's where we uh, first met and. She contacted me last year about doing a head case show and she wanted to do it in October. And I said, I, ah, there's no way to get that done. So I, uh, I'm in for March, March 13th, Friday the 13th, very head casey. Ooh, perfect. Also another aside, the gallery is literally two blocks from my dad's old apartment in New York. So it's a bit of a homecoming for me. The prodigal son returns. Yeah. Very cool. Well, that'll be a lot of fun. Hopefully people can, some of our locals might be able to get a chance to see that. We all, a lot of people go visit New York, there, so there's a good there, chance. There will be a Savannah contingent, I've already heard. So we'll see. It'll probably be a hot mess with... So should I tell our listeners to show up at your house at a specific time if they want to join you in the... <laughs> <laughs> well, it opens at uh, 6.30 on Friday the 13th, so get your plane tickets now. Nice. Well, let's talk about your other... Your other, the other half of your artistic life, that is a curator for Location <laughs> yeah, Gallery, yeah, yeah. 417 Whitaker Street. 
And you've got an exhibition coming up, mm -hmm. the four-year anniversary show, Lush, a celebration in green this time. Last year, mm -hmm. listeners might remember that we covered the show. We had a bunch of the artists in it, and it was a celebration in pink. So talk about this year's iteration. This one is a celebration in green, uh, which is interesting because there's the human eye detects more shades of green than any other color biologically. So... I've seen a lot of the work come in. It's 20 plus local artists and it's running the gamut from, I would say teal, like a, you know, like a, an aqua all the way up to a chartreuse. So, and various mixes between. So we asked the artists to do 60% green on their, you know, within their work, any medium, it's going to be a crazy show. And we're so excited to that the gallery profits from the show go to Savannah tree foundation. Well, and of course, that's an important issue right now mm -hmm. is the loss of the tree canopy. And mm -hmm. the Savannah Tree Foundation, is, of course, is a big proponent of expanding mm -hmm. our uh, planting efforts here in Savannah. So talk about some of the artists that are in the show, because I think a lot of our listeners might recognize some of the names as having been on Art on the Air before. Okay, well, off the top of my head, uh, Randy Akers, Angela, Angela Burson, <laughs> Troy Wanzell. Can't wait to see his stuff. And uh, Kelly Beamer, uh, just a whole, uh, Michelle Perez, just a whole bunch of different works and styles and price points. So. Awesome. Yeah, we, we just had Kelly Beamer on the show recently, and I love her <laughs> crazy work. So great. Just well, love it. Well, Peter, it's always good to talk to you. Again, Kobo Gallery is at 33 Barnard Street, and your work is up here in perpetuity, the 100 series. Mm -hmm. And there are right now 16 works on the wall, but there's a list of all of them and when people can expect new ones and all of that. There's more in back. More in the back, okay. Yeah. So there's an opportunity to see even more of them. And then, of course, the exhibition at Blackbird Gallery opens March 13th. When does Lush? Celebration in Green Open. That opens Thursday, March 5th. So it's a Thursday night opening. Very good. That's great. I love so, a Thursday night opening. Uh, green attire preferred. So. Ooh. Mm. You get your St. Patrick's Day on before St. Pat's. A practice run at Yeah. It. Yeah. Peter Roberts, thank you so much for being on Art on the Airfield Notes today. Thank you. That's all the time we have for this week's episode of Art on the Air with your host, Rob Hessler. Listen every Wednesday for our live show, broadcasting from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time on 107.5 FM, Savannah Soundings, and worldwide at WRUU.org. And you can catch past episodes on the WRUU station archives on our website, as well as on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. We'll talk to you next week, where we'll have another batch of art on the air.